All right, welcome, welcome everyone. Guys, it is a special episode today. They're all special episodes, but today we got my guy, the legend, Justin Gamble Gamble. What's going on, my guy? What's up, Keen? What's up? I'm actually getting finally talked to Keen. Let's go. <laughs> this <laughs> is let's sick. Get it going, man. Well, Look, thank I want to introduce me. Of course, brother. Thank you for coming on, man. I wanted to introduce this and set the stage properly for the people that don't know. David Dobrik, Aiden Ross, Khaled, <laughs> Justin Fields, the FaZe Clan. Correct me if I'm wrong. These are like some of the people that you know, right? Yeah. Look, and I mentioned that because, look, my guy has 300,000 YouTube subscribers, 1 million followers across all platforms, uh, sports card seller, buyer, content creator, came into the hobby like two years ago, I want to say, maybe it was like a year ago, pretty late, actually, compared to most people who were, started watching sports card YouTube and all that. Um, and man, welcome. Like I always say, I always tell people, we've had this conversation at shows before. I was like, you know what? After I saw what you were doing, you picked up so many subscribers in a short amount of time. Forget sports card investor, forget card collector two, forget Keen, forget Troy. Uh, Justin Gamble Gamble is would be the guy that has the best opportunity to bring the most people into the hobby, man. And I mean that sincerely, and I, I'm not trying to gas you up or anything, but my guy, you got some reach, man. I appreciate that, man. We're trying to – well, I just want to say I, pre, I love all those guys. I love all their content. Like that's honestly the reason why I got into the hobby. I started watching your videos before I started even considering taking the cam to make sports card content. So this is really cool to be honest. Yep, yep. Um, so, I mean, what got you into the hobby? Let's just start there. <clears throat> so long story short, I've been collecting for a very, very long time. Like ever since I was in like, like a youngin, elementary school. Uh, my pops and I used to go to a local card show. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. And I, <laughs> to be honest, like I tried to make breaking videos like in when I was in sixth grade. I'm 27 now. Like I had this little flip minnow camera. It was me opening up my pops and I open up Allen and Ginter and opening up uh, some like triple tops, triple threads, some prime cut stuff. And we always just like buying and selling. We always like we were just big wax rippers, to be honest. And then we used to go to the national because I was in Chicago uh, like a long time ago before I even knew what flipping was. I didn't even know what a comp was. I didn't know how to look up anything. The only way I knew how to look up a card was I genuinely thought if it's listed on eBay, <laughs> whatever that price is, that's how much that card is. It doesn't even have to be sold. It's just what people are, what people are asking that. So that's how much it costs. But um, fast forward all the way to, during COVID, I was living out in the middle of nowhere in the Oregon coast. And I, uh, I just wanted just to have a little retreat, be away from nobody. It was literally like two hours away from anything. This town was not big. But randomly, there was a card shop there. And the card shop, this is before prices went crazy, had uh, 2020 Prism Football. And my pops came to visit me while I was in Oregon. And we decided to stop by just for old time's sake to see what it was all about. Ripped open a box of Prism. It was only 800 bucks, mind you. Those boxes are like 2,500 min right now. <laughs> but uh, we go and we're peeling the cards in the back. First auto backwards card, orange on the border. I'm like, oh my God, this is a Joe Burrow. Peel it down, not a Joe Burrow. <laughs> Logan Wilson. I've never heard of this dude in my entire life. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not trying to sound corny, but like, it's a white dude. He's wearing a helmet, perfect placement on the helmet. It has to be Joe Burrow. Psych. <laughs> well, well, then three packs later, backwards card, orange. The man. 
the man, the myth, Shiesty, right there. Jeez. And then we, we sent it off to PSA, came back a dime, and that's wow. what got us into like back into the hobby again. But since then, we we went to the Atlantic City National. But even during that time period, I didn't know anything about flipping yet. I was just really into trading. So like we went there. I'm like, hey, it'd be fun to see if like we do like a little trade up challenge. And this is the this is when I started meeting a lot of people. I met Hitman Rips at the National Atlantic City. I met Lootbox TV, Gin and Juice, um, and all these guys were so they didn't even know who I was. They were just so friendly to me. They were like, "Yo, like, we'll help you out with your trade up challenge." And that was just so cool. And they were like, "Yo, what other industry or what other community has is so financially like is centered around money and everyone's so inclusive?" Because like. When you talk about like stock trading, crypto trading, this and that, it's such like a, a, a gate kept community. Everything is behind like a gigantic paywall. Like, if you want to even learn, you have to pay for a course, and this course is like a K, you know. But like with cards, everyone is cool, like for the most part. And I was like, yo, I think there's something to this. But I started off with like a buck, like a dollar. Don't quote me on that, but it was it was small. It was like really small. Um, and I span it all the way up to like 5K in like one day trading up. And I was like, yo, I think I might actually be good at this. And then fast forward a little bit, I started just going to shows without the cam, just thinking like, oh, I might be able to, I'm just a trader. I still didn't even know what card ladder was at this point. I just knew like from eyeball, I could tell like what a card, if a card was worth more than what I had. And I was just, I guess, good at talking. I don't know. But it led to a situation where I'm like, okay. This could be like a really like serious operation here. And then I started getting a lot more sharp at it. And then right when I decided, hey, I want to learn to be a flipper, is the same day I decided we should make the channel. Mm. Because I was like, might as well document the process of learning how to be a flipper. And I think a lot of people don't know that. Like they watch the videos. They just think, oh, like fuck these dudes. Like all they do is flip. It's like, yes. <laughs> That's that was literally the point. <laughs> it was right. to learn how to be a flipper on 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 camera and document the whole process still to learning really, today to touch really quick on that whole flipper they always laugh at that i get it i get the negative connotation with it but i mean like your your lcs is a flipper too and it's Dude, in its purest essence they, they flip product they flip everything it, it's built around going you know selling it for a dollar you know buying it for a dollar selling it for a dollar 20 or whatever that's mm-hmm. just the way that it goes but that's interesting that you mentioned that that, that was the start of your channel so let's talk let's rewind a little bit talk about the start of your channel because you hit the ground like running you, in the sports card content creation space it's very small but you got in different style different guys and if you're unaware follow his channel um check out his videos hit the ground running every single day and some days like two videos three videos every single day you were creating content can you talk a little bit about your process and why you decided to attack the hobby content uh, mindset uh, you know uh, uh, process that way so I come back, I come from a very, like, YouTuber social media background. Before the card stuff, I used to make daily vlogs when I was in college, and they did pretty well. And it just taught me this, that there's only one way to do well in social media. You need to be, to make the most noise and be the most consistent. You need to be, in order to be successful in anything, you need to be consistent. But you also need to be consistent with a certain level of quality so when i was in college um i went to film school and when i was in film school uh we didn't make any films our freshman year i'm like yo what is this like how am i in film school making no films 
we're paying so much money to go to this college and all of the homies are just doing nothing. We're just like going to earthquakes class, like a gen ed. I'm like, what, what is this? So my homies and I uh, had this idea of like, yo, we should make a daily documentary every single day and just kind of film our day-to-day lives of us doing really stupid stuff <laughs> in the dorms. And we called it daily docs. And while I was in college, every single day we would up, we'd film an entire vlog and upload it by 6 a.m. That was our thing. By the next day, it had to be up by 6 a.m. We didn't miss a single video for like 500 days. And then I was like, okay, if I can take that discipline from learning that into cards, because no one is doing this. One thing that really, like, I, the one thing I really noticed in cards was people take so long on their turnaround speeds. Like, they'll go to Dallas and upload it two months later. Go to Nationals, upload it a month later and because i had come from this background I, I, I didn't think it was that like crazy i was like okay people look up these events in that on those weekends people know the national is happening so when is the best time to upload it probably be the first one to upload it and i took that strategy from the rip from the channel i was like if we're gonna go to a show the Friday, whatever the deals happen on Friday, need to be uploaded Saturday morning. So when someone is thinking about maybe should I go to this show, and they, they Google it real quick, boom, video pops up immediately. Mine's, we were always the first. Dallas video, boom. And then I started scaling it up even fatter. I was like, yo, why just one? I know how to edit really fast. So I started uploading two. During the national, I was uploading two videos a day from the national the next day. So... And that really, really helped the channel. Was always being the first, always having the highest quality, and always in. Because a lot of people that don't know social media don't understand the importance of being the first. Being the first with like the best tags, the best titles, the best thumbnails. Like some of these thumbnails I see in the card game could really use some help. Like I'm not trying to say that like I'm talking down on anyone. I want this whole hobby to grow. And I feel like a lot of people think like we came in here hot trying to like ruin it. Bro, we're trying to get other people into the hobby by making a little more mainstream. If we just continue in this path of only doing catering to the very, very small niche, it will die 100%. Because if there's no new people coming in, that means there's no new wax being ripped. There's no new customers. There's no new eyeballs. And it's not interesting. So we're trying to, like with our videos, our whole point is kind of mainstream cards make cards cool because cards sometimes like if you're not into if you don't have a background of like collecting it's not that cool bro go to like the, the some of the most fun shows are dallas the national um and i've always said this if you walk into one of those convention halls and you're not a dealer or an, or have some level of knowledge of how to do anything in the flipping world it's probably the weirdest thing ever all the dealers are so unapproachable Everyone is asking so much on their cards, like asking 200%. So we're like, yo, let's just make vids that show how you actually navigate through the bullshit. Like when you go up to a table and all their cards are 200% of comps, walk the fuck away. (laughs) That's it. And I think it's funny when people like, I don't know if people that are watching this, people get mad at us for buying cards at like 70, 80% of comps. They're like, oh, you're scamming. How? Like, this is a business. I, it, I've made it very clear from day one, we're flippers. 
Like some cards I, I flip, cards I don't like in order to make profit to buy cards I do like. But if I'm buying it at 100% in order to flip, what I'm the only only way to make profit is if I fuck someone over on the next side and charge them over 100%, and that's not cool. But at least buying it at 80 or 70 is like a rare these days. Buy it at 80 most of the time, flip it for 90%, and then leave some meat on the bone for the next person. I mean, a lot of people were talking about that. We, t- we had this conversation before, too, people getting mad about uh, those paying 70%, 80%, or whatever. A, mm-hmm. like I made this this joke. I was like, yeah, you get mad about what I pay. Go down there and see how much they're paying. They're paying nothing. Mm-hmm. Like No one's buying anything. They want to trade. You bring a nice car mm-hmm. and they want to trade everything. Who are the people that are putting liquid cash back into the hobby, right? Um, and then you mentioned it, too, and I 100% agree with this. The bigger scam is the people that are sitting there who know what the card sells for on eBay mm-hmm. or, you know, and they're, pri- you know, it sells for $100 on eBay. They price it at 180 What you're really trying to do is catch that person who doesn't know any better, who's new to the hobby, who comes in and says, oh, I really like that Luka Doncic. That seems like a good price. They pay $180. All- sooner or later, they're going to find out that you charge them 80% more than what it's worth. And guess what? They're not coming back. And you just got straight scammed. Like, actually. Correct. Like, correct. offering a, buying Going up to someone and saying, like, y'all give you 70 to 80% of that card is not a scam because that seller needs to say yes. Correct. If we, if you, I can attest to this. I can very, very confidently say I've never sold a card for overcomps. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> Because right. who who's right. gonna buy it from me? Nobody. Right. And, and and not only that, but why would you want to build that reputation of somebody who has a card at your table priced fifty percent over market? Like, mm-hmm. and you have a channel. Like, you have, they're gonna. Oh, I'm not buying from Justin Gamble. Gamble. Like, he, he, his cards are stickered fifty percent over. You know what I mean? Like, never. Who wouldn't want to do that? The only thing is, I might buy it for lower so I could sell it at market price. But Correct. you're never gonna catch me with a Justin Herbert price four hundred percent of comps like some of these dealers we see at shows. And I know and you, I just, and you've seen the same people. Oh, man, I love it, bro. I just I don't mind it so much, but I just get mad at the people that that, that talk about the prices we pay. As, it, as your point, they got they have to – it's a two-way thing. It has to make sense mm-hmm. for both people. Here's the thing, too. So many times in the past year, I've cashed people out on cards, and they told me, oh, man, thank you so much, man. Like, this is going to help pay for my kids' tuition. Oh, this yeah. is – man, this is great. I'm leaving, I'm leaving to go start a chain of restaurants in Vietnam. Like, you know what I mean? Or this is great. Like, uh, you know, taxes are due this year, so this is going to help me pay for that. Are you what? What, what are they? They're not going to bring their Jordan PSA eight to you, and then like they want cash. And well, you know, I'll trade you ten like liquid cards, like in, in place of that. It's like the bank don't take liquid cards. You know what I'm saying? They take cash. That doesn't money. give they a t- fuck. <laughs> right. Some of these people that we buy our cards from, I can, I can, I'll speak for Keen himself. A lot of these people we buy from are people who just like don't do what we do. They don't care. Right. They don't right. want to get a bunch of downtowns in exchange. <laughs> they don't want the, when someone pulls up with a Patrick Mahomes RPA to me. He's like, "Yo, bro, I've been this has been sitting in my vault for the past three years. Um, I need some money right now. What do you think it's worth?" I send him a screenshot out of the comp saying, "Yo, we did this, this, and that. This is what market rate is." And boom, I'm gonna shoot you 80 percent offer. I and I genuinely cannot pay higher than that because then it's not worthwhile my time either because I right. can't make any money. I, I would love to, I would love that card. D- right. Don't don't get me wrong. I would love to own a Patrick Mahomes RPA, but at yep. the end of the day, this is a business and I'm very aware of that and I yep. I can't pay higher than that. But then this guy is not interested in trading for like a bunch of random stuff. He wants money. Correct. <laughs> and that's what Correct. I'll provide. 
Correct. The liquidity. That's that's the thing that has to be talked about, too, is the liquidity that the buyers and sellers and repackers would ever bring back into sports cards. Um, yep. Something else I, I wanted to say that, that touch on, too, was um, damn was really important. Oh, oh, people often make this comment to me and they'd be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, of course you could you could you could sell it. You, you have an audience. You have a following. They say they say, like, you have a following. You have an audience as if that's given, as if that's not earned, as if that's not like you did, like you uploading videos every single day like that's not work that's not work like you know what i mean a lot of times you're uploading you're not getting paid for videos like Bro. 365 videos a day you're not getting paid you're working to build that audience that's worth something you know what i mean bro i love that you said that because i haven't yeah. i haven't spoke on this like publicly ever bro the channel on we upload every single day uh-huh. the next day what what's filmed yeah. right now will be uploaded tomorrow morning right. but the thing right. is the AdSense, people think we're breaded off this. Right. No, bro. The AdSense payment is... I don't think I've ever seen a four-figure payment from Google yeah. AdSense since ever. Yeah. Like, bro, yeah. we, we do it, like, because I enjoy doing it, for one. And two, mm-hmm. it, it clearly does help with the buying side. But yeah. I don't know if people are aware that... I, I, a comment I always get is, yo, like, where can I see your inventory? Right. <laughs> Little do, like, I don't sell to people. Right. I just buy. Right. I make the videos for fun and also as exposure to make it easier to get access to. to it's really, it's really just one big funnel, right? Let's yeah, uh, if you want to break it down, oh, like you're really business wise. You're giving a lot of game out right now, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, this is like some real like social media business shit. This is how you monetize making videos. Mm-hmm. You make content in order to gain eyeballs, and you take those eyeballs in order to push them obviously towards, obviously towards a product. But Correct. in my case, we're not pushing towards a product. I want eyeballs so when people see me at a show, because we travel every single weekend to shows, so I have a recognizable face now. So when I'm walking around and they know I'm a reputable buyer and I could cash you out, they see me, they, like, they stop me in public, they're like, yo, I have this whole case of cards, I think you're going you're gonna to want to buy some stuff. And boom. And then that's how I get it. And then I take those cards and I don't sell them to the public. I don't put them on my website or anything to sell singles. I use those cards and I've developed relationships that required zero social media presence. Mm -hmm. This required nothing. This is just from walking around and networking with people and developing relationships with strong buyers. And that doesn't come overnight. People think like, oh, just give me their contact. Let 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 me start selling to them for 100%. It's not how this works. Unlike other business, like most businesses, if you sell in big bulk, right, it usually results in a discount. Yep. Cards is not like that. Cards is actually the opposite. If you can be a reputable supplier for good quality cards on a weekly basis to sell to certain people, you can actually charge a premium now because they can rely on you to save time on their end. And they don't have to go to shows. They don't need to pay for expenses to go out. They don't need to go haggle with random ass dealers. They can just use yep. someone like me that goes yep. out, uses my social influence, brings in like twenty to forty thousand dollars worth of really solid singles every single week. Do a FaceTime call and boom, get paid a hundred percent. People always ask, "How do I get paid a hundred percent?" Well, it's because I've put in a shitload of work to develop these relationships where people can rely on me. If I don't yep. call my guys on a Monday saying like, yo, here's my inventory, they're like, yo, what, what, where the fuck are the cards? 
I'm like, Correct. well, bro, I took a day off. And they're like, well, we were, we were relying on you. So that's why they pay 100%. You can't just text these dudes one card and be like, yo, expecting 100%. It just doesn't work like that. Right. right. Bro. So that's why we make the videos, to buy cards. Yeah easier 100 percent a game that's kind of the same thing with me too like um it started i say to like when my channel first started it was all about yeah let's just mess around let's go to this let's go to uh you know to some shows and record but then i realized mm-hmm. you know, i'm gonna start doing this full time so now mm-hmm. my youtube channel my social media instagram tiktok that becomes the essentially reality tv slash advertising arm of what it is that i do which is buy cards for a little bit lower process them sell them for a little bit higher um mm-hmm. and yeah i mean like that like man it's just hard to overestimate how much work goes into creating this content stuff, man? Like you said it yourself, you created this uh, 365 videos. For me, I actually did the same thing too. I don't know if I ever told you this, but in 2021, I created 365 videos in 365 days, but not as high quality as, as the stuff that you do. It was to create a family vlog, right? So I could document every single day, so we could go back years down and I say, oh, what happened on May 1st, mm-hmm. 2021, right? But in that process, I learned how to edit faster how to mm-hmm. upload faster, have my templates ready on, you know, Premiere Pro, whatever it is used. And more importantly, get comfortable speaking on camera. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that is like, people think that's natural. That is, for me, I don't know, maybe it's different for you, but for me it was like super, super, super unnatural, man. So just that practice, that repetition world. does go a long way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Dude, just oh, I want to say editing. one thing too. I want to say, you, you were talking a little bit earlier about Get up, get shows uploaded or uh, videos uploaded twice a day. I remember when we were at the Burbank card show. It was uh, <laughs> day one. I was like, "Yo, all right, I'm ready. I'm filmed. I got everything filmed perfectly. I'm gonna beat Justin to day one." And then I, I go and I edit, edit and I see your boys over at the at the table and I'm like, "Where's Justin?" I said, "Oh, he's uploading today's video." I'm like, "Okay, well, I guess I'm not gonna win this one. He's already got <laughs> one video up, <laughs> bro. Literally." Sometimes if you see me at a show and if I just want to like say this, like it's a small community of people that probably actually will ever see me at a show because people just watch the videos for entertainment. But if I'm ever on my computer with headphones in at the table, I'm not ignoring you. I'm literally (laughs) editing the video that we just shot five minutes ago at the table on the con- on, with my iPhone hotspot uploading it the same day because I need to be the first. Yeah. Like there's no there's no other way. Like when and then I started noticing though. <laughs> after we started doing that, everyone magically has Dallas Day One uploaded. <laughs> everyone now magically has the national uploaded. But it, it's a good yeah. thing though. It's That's honestly a good, a good thing. thing because yeah. it makes the hobby more popular. Like people there's re- realistically such a small amount of influencers in the card game. What there's you, there's Trike, yep. there's Mojo, there's Roth, there's yep. uh Card Collector Two, there's Jeff. I know I'm forgetting a few, but like that's it. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, you mentioned something too that's super important. Is I think this stuff is kind of cool. Like when you look at what we do, like processing, like. I always equate sports cards and sneakers. There, there's a lot of like uh, parallels. Like you see these guys on sneaker, like the sneaker YouTube, which is like you know two J's. You see Common Hype. You see um, who's the big ones like um, Cool Kicks in LA. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of you, you replace their widgets of of shoes with our widgets of sports cards. It's essentially the same thing, but their stuff looks cooler because you wear it right. But I, for mm-hmm. me, like I think what we do is cool. Right, because Same. we're buying and flipping inventory, and you're living the days you want to live and going to the places you want to go. Like, there's nothing more American dreamish than that, right? But to your point, if you're on the outside looking in and you didn't have content creators like Justin Gamble, Gamble Roth cards, or anyone else, you walk into the national, you walk to show floor, it does look really not cool. Like, I made At the joke all. with Tommy for it. I was like, dude, we are like 
nerds. We are like, this is nerdy as hell. Let's just embrace that, right? But deep down, I think this is like really cool. It just has to be marketed, content created in the right way. And not to go too far off topic, but that commercial that Fanatics came out with, with the showing off the um, the, the Brawny and Braun 101 yep. auto, and then the, I was like, that is something I've never seen in sports cars before. That is really trying to take it to that next level of you like, need, it needs like to. public consciousness. It needs to. If it, if it yes. doesn't become to the level where uh, I got a lot of inspiration going into this from like a few people. Uh, for the content aggressiveness, Casey Neistat. Guy's the goat of making content right. quick. Yep. Number two, David Dobrik. All the laughing, keep it high-paced, high-engaging. Mm-hmm. And three, Vukum. If you're not familiar with Vukum. Oh, he, Vukum. He, shout out to Vukum. Yeah. He he is a watch reseller and like watches like that diamond district world is very yeah. very very similar to cards. And yes. like to most I'm people cards are not that like different than a watch. Like I love watches, but like a lot of people probably don't care to be honest. Like people know like a Rolex is expensive, but they don't care about the ins and outs of like doing a deal with a yacht master versus a submariner versus an AP Royal Oak. People don't care. But like that, their content made it interesting yes. to the common person. So that's was my goal was like make daily videos with high intensity funniness like David Dobrik. Have, have a little bit of full send Nelk like drinking aspect to it to incorporate the bros. And then three and then four, I mean, incorporate the Vukum, make like a really, really old industry modern and young because it is not young. Bro, like you go to a show, everyone's 60 plus and like super overweight and no showering, like no <laughs> showering whatsoever. Right. And like, it's crazy. But what I, what I will say to the, to the tune of that is um, I've been meeting a lot of young ass yeah. kids that are grinding, dude. Yep. Like I met this one kid. I've been doing deals with him uh, on IG for like six months. Big cards, like banger cards. We're talking thousand dollar plus. Mm-hmm. I meet him in New York City uh, like two days ago, and because we had a deal arranged, uh, I had this uh, Jokic one hundred one diamond auto, uh, and he's like, "Yo, I have a bunch of stuff liquid. I would like to trade for it." I traded for an Anthony Davis number to three timeless moment and a uh, red and yellow optic Mahomes PSA ten rookie. The kid was fourteen years old, bro. I, he pulls up. I'm like, who are you? And he's like, I'm Quest. I'm like, there's no way you're Quest. How old are you, bro? He's like, yeah, I'm 14. What? Bro, I've, I've, zel- I've, I've PayPal'd this kid like 6K before. I'm like, what? <laughs> but it's cool. It's like getting younger. Like that's what it needs. Because realistically, if it just continues on the, the trajectory of only old heads, it will die. 100%. Dude, that's that. Yeah, I mean, and I've had this conversation with Tom in a previous podcast, but like the 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 best parts of the hobby is everything you mentioned: the community, the camaraderie, the energy, um, the the the. You know, I could, I I interact with people I wouldn't otherwise interact with if it weren't for sports cars. Just completely different worldviews, all that type of stuff. So that's the best parts. But like, if it weren't for shows, I would be long gone out of the hobby because I, there's nothing interesting about just looking at this like right now you know what i mean but the fact mm-hmm. that you can go to shows and and, and and interact and it's a piece of a negotiation that makes it super cool um but also like 
I think even Gary Vee just mentioned it recently. He said, you know, there's a whole, whole, whole bunch of talk about 10xing the hobby, 10xing the hobby, right? And mm-hmm. in my opinion, it should. I want it to 10x, but it won't. I mean, it, it, it at this state right now, if people, the most popular piece of content are just people tearing each other down, what's wrong, what's negative, who who did this, who did that, what's, what's the worst things going on? Like, why would you want to be a part of that if you're young, up and coming, or want to get into anything? Like, why would you want to be a part of that? Like, that's like, I don't want to be in like the the, the miserable middle aged man social club. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Like, I want to chill. I, I, I want to vibe. Like, you know what I mean? I don't even want to bring that up. That's a whole other rabbit hole, man. We, we don't have to go down there. That could be part two because I know you only got 45 minutes today, but we can go part two on that one because that's another thing that I mean, you deal like you 300,000 YouTube subscribers. You deal with negativity, and that's the thing that comes with putting yourself out there that I wasn't used to before. And again, granted, my, you know, my social following is very small, but it's like dealing with just like all like the instant negativity. I'm like, oh God, like this is just. Bro, it's, it's <laughs> not a normal thing, like at all. Like amongst all other industries, like niches in, in on social media, like the dedicated hate groups don't exist. Like mm. it's not like, this is so, such a small niche as is. It's kind of strange how like the top content in this niche is just hating on the small niche. And right. then uh, the, the number one complaint is, oh, the hobby is dying. Well, it's like, yeah. Right. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> like every single your video. you spite your face. What you going to do? Yeah, like every single one of your videos is talking about how bad the hobby is. So, yeah, when right. some random kid decides to Google sports card flipping tutorial and then the first video that pops up is not the first video the first 20 that pop up are talking about how flipping is a scam and you're like well maybe not and then you had to take into account for for like you know like say you're a you're a younger kid right say you're like in middle school and you're like hey i want to like get into this i want to do some tutorials and you tell your parents like hey i want to learn how to be a sports flipper and then their parents look it up and then the first right. 25 videos are all videos saying that this is the worst thing ever. They're going to be like, probably just find a different hobby. Right, exactly, exactly. And like that's the most simple way to say it. It's like, we just need a little more positivity, bro. Like, For sure. In our, in our videos, all we do is laugh, make jokes. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest th- comments we get is, I hate his laugh. I hate how they <laughs> laugh so much. And I'm like, bro like what do you mean like right (laughs) it it, like it's just positivity like we're never in the vids bringing people down i like i I think people don't realize that it's all just good times with the bros being recorded and that's why i love the shows so much the my absolute favorite thing about going to shows is not even the deals dude it's just hanging out in the hotel lobby till five in the morning kicking it sipping beers and talking bro In the past like year, I've made like hundreds of friends of all people yeah. I could text that I trust. It's wild how much people trust each other in the card game. Like yeah. I've had situations like, for example, one of the biggest deals I've ever done was in the national. Uh, it was like 2 a.m. It was late. I've already ran, I've ran out of uh, liquid cash on me for the day. The bank is obviously closed. Mm-hmm. Zell is tapped. Everything is tapped. <laughs> this guy is just, we're just in a hotel lobby. We've just been talking all night, chilling. I don't even decide to ask him what he has in his case. Because, you know, we're just having a good time. Pops open the case, bro. It's like 
a wet dream for me of cards. We're talking Mahomes downtown tens, T Law downtown tens, uh, Joe Burrow rookie ticket tens, Joe Burrow color blast tens, and I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, just run me seventy five percent, but I can only take cash, and I'm like, oh fuck, I don't have any cash left. I'm like, just give me a second. I'm like, I, I, I pretending like I have it call like three of my homies first guy to pick up is my boy kurt i'm like yo bro trust me on this stop whatever you're doing you gotta bring like 20k and he's like what i'm like just trust me here's the address pull up pulls up with 20 bands no question doesn't even ask me i'm like yo i've already comped them all out they're ready to go and he slaps the 20 down shake his hand and we're out of there boom we flipped them all the next day made 25 percent off 20k in like less than 24 hours it was crazy, bro. The only reason why I didn't buy the rest of the case is because I didn't have enough money. <laughs> like, like we're talking, he had like probably 150k worth of all liquid, and he yeah. was just trying to dump them. And I was like, "Are you sure you can't take a PayPal? Because I'll, I'll even pay. I'll pay the fee and everything." And he's like, "Nah, dude, I don't." <laughs> he's like an older head, and he's like, "I don't fuck with digital money." I'm like, "Right, right, all right." All right, I'm happy enough that I got this 20 piece in. That was like the one of the biggest flips ever, dude. That's awesome. And I, but like developing that type of trust with people in the game, just from like hanging out with people is so dope, bro. Yeah. Like where else can you trust people like that? And like I've had a, a friend of mine be like, yo, bro, like I need like a band. Okay. Here, take it. Because right. I know right. I'm going to be in the situation later in the future. I'm going to need that same thing in, the, in, in return. Everything is just so trusting. It's so sick. Like in every other industry, PayPal is not accepted yeah. but for some reason in cards it's the only thing accepted and like <laughs> like that means you trust because paypal gns is the easiest way to scam someone like for real sure. you sure. can just say they should never arrived right. and right. out of like the thousands of deals i've done not once has someone ever done some shit like that it's it's right. so dope right yeah no that's 100 percent, man um <clears throat> I, I wanted to talk real quick about the watch thing uh, that you mentioned because uh, I did like sneaker YouTube and watch YouTube and mm-hmm. sports card. I actually don't even watch much sports card YouTube anymore, but watch YouTube. I'm I'm super and watch talk also. I'm just super infatuated with that process because like it is super interesting and it is like what we do. Like you see them flipping like you know ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar watches. I'm like man, sports cards can also be shed in that same light. You know what I mean? Especially when you're talking mm-hmm. about like uh, you know sealed sealed cases like national treasures or even like Michael Jordan rookies. Like I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that because that was like I, I, I do see those similarities. Like do you actually know? Do you know Vukum? So a long time ago, maybe like right right before I got into the hobby, I just, I discovered his TikTok and went down this like super deep rabbit hole. He only had like 100k followers, something like that. I was like, yeah. damn, he's making this so engaging. I know this is going to be popular, but like, to what extent, right? Right. Well, to an extent, apparently to millions extent. to a <laughs> millions right. of followers, and that's yep. for like a really old and not like very niche situation that's not yep. like uh it's not like selling a ferrari right everyone knows a ferrari is cool selling okay. a house everyone knows a house is cool because you walk through the house make cool videos about it but like cards and watches are meant for collectors yeah and people that want to flex to be honest yep, yep. like this flex is a culture. very very flexy situation like people some people go to shows i've always make this joke you and i've talked about this off cam I swear people just go to these shows sometimes to, to stunt. 
They right. just want to show their cards off in the case sure. and not sell shit. Sure. And that's, and that's fine. that's right to. Yeah. That's fine. That's do do you? But like different strokes. But you brought up uh, um, uh, Gary Vee earlier. Yeah. I'm, dude, I don't know if you heard of why I'm out here in New York. No, I saw you had a V French shirt on. What's that about? Bro. Can, can we talk about it? I, I, sure. Like, yeah. I, I hope Gary sees this. So the reason why I'm out here, and this is not even supposed to be like a pluggy situation. I think it just kind of naturally fits into the conversation. But um, I made a company called the GG Mini Card Show. Where I saw it's that, yeah. Gamble, gamble, mini card shows. And this yep. whole conversation, we've been talking about how shows are old. There's, yep. it's, it needs to be modernized. It needs to be cool. So I was like, yo, what if I take like my experience from like m- branding, honestly, and marketing, and cr- try to find a way to make cards cool, make it like an yep. event where you feel welcome, where you're, you can hang out. So last Friday, I rented out this sick venue in New York City, in Soho, on Mulberry Street. If you're familiar with New York City, you'll know what I'm talking about. And I threw a private mini card show, just like essentially a uh, a, a trade night, but cooler. Right, right. And the whole idea is to do these mini pop-ups in all these major cities. So like LA, New York, Chicago, Vegas. And the morning before the event, I had a meeting pitching the idea because i think this is so scalable because this can yep. make cards cool like yep. you you don't need to know things about cards and that's what worked out with the show was when the show happened a lot of people came there just to like chill they didn't even know like what card ladder was and that was the whole point but the meeting i had was was with gary v nice to like make help make this event stuff pop and I yeah. just got a text fucking yesterday morning from one of his guys saying, he's like, yo, we are, we, we need to be involved. And I'm like, whoa. That's tight. This might actually work. That's got dope, a, man. Congrats. Thank you. But, like, this this uh, uh, this idea was, like, just something natural. It wasn't, like, some planned thing that I've been working on for hella. Bro, I was spending some time with my parents back in the suburbs of Chicago at, at in my childhood bedroom just just chilling. And it, it, this idea just popped in my head. And I was like, yo, like, can we execute this? And yeah. within like a one week span, it was fully executed out and full, and it's like being fully scaled out. Um, but it's just crazy how like we got, it, it's like working, like making the hobby interesting. And in LA in like a few weeks, um, like, and towards the end of February, I'm like, I'm wanting to like level it up a little bit and try something even crazier. Hell yeah. Bro, I rented a house in the Hollywood Hills. I'm throwing a card show in the Hollywood Hills. But just like... Text me an address. I'm there, brother. Dude, please. That's what I'm saying. Like, what show have you ever heard of is doing anything like that? Like, all the shows are in, like, fucking Holiday Inn convention halls, bro. I, I personally love it. Like, what you just said, make cards cool. 
Like mm-hmm. that is point. like the that's is the thing that I think needs to happen because in 2020 and 2021 cards were profitable. Like people mm-hmm. were like by making like you know, but everything was was profitable. You make money, you, you throw money at it, it triples. You know what I mean? But now that that buzz has died down, and the people that are staying here are staying here, and the people that are on the outside looking in can possibly come in. I think the thesis has to be make cards cool. You know, what that I'm is the thesis. That's the that's yeah. the un, that's the biggest thing that needs to happen if it's not cool it dies that's just it, it, it's cutthroat yeah. as simple as that if if you're not cool it's why why would younger kids want that that's that's the culture right now the whole culture is flexing on instagram is yep. showing off people how much bread you have why do you think yep. nfts did so well it's because right. people yeah. can make their profile picture a photo of a fucking ape and everyone's like everyone just immediately knows off rip he has 100k you know Correct. But like Correct. with cards, you can do that same thing. To be honest, yeah. you yeah. can flex a photo of a true, true NT Joe Burrow, and people automatically know you have like twenty bands, and like that's that type of culture exists, and it's can be extremely, extremely magnified. And whether we like it or not, flex culture is there with with Instagram, with TikTok, and that's just the way that it's going to be. Like I think someone said something uh, like the blue check, like the the got the got em, uh, screenshot for sneakers is like almost worth as much as the shoes. Like just to have that, dead just to ass. Show that on your Instagram story, you know what I mean? Show so, the got em on the Travs. Boom. Right. <laughs> you got two. I, I, man, I, I love it, brother. Brilliant mind, and any way that I can help doing, you know, put put the word out about what you're doing. Let me know, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm down for it. I don't want to take up too much more of your time. We got like 15 minutes, or, you know, we got we're basically out of time. But I want to do one more thing before you go. Uh, lightning round. You ready? Yes, do it, do it. Pick this or that. So uh, low end or high end? Low end, under $500 all day. Got you. Uh, Jordan or LeBron? Hmm. I'd probably say Jordan. Kobe or, or Jordan? Jordan. Blackjack or Baccarat? Huh, come on, bro. What are we talking about here? <laughs> it's always player. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> we need a uh, blue New York That's or L- it. <laughs> New York or LA? Um, I like New York in spurts. I like. I would much rather live in LA. Got you. Because of the uh, space. Someone talked to King. Give a crib. Got you. Someone talked to Keen or sports card investor. And then no pressure either way. You know, I get it. Fuck Keen, bro. Guys, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm good. Keen, good. you're probably one of the first people I ever met in this hobby. Dead ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? I, I, I never t- Hey, bro, I never told you this, but the reason how I found out about you, like, of course, everyone found out mm-hmm. eventually, but you, you made this video and you were talking like shit about sports card, like influencers or whatever. And then somebody who hated me for some reason said, hey, Justin Gamble Gamble's talking shit about you right now. You better stay humble, bro. And I was like, what? What's who's a Justin Gamble Gamble guy? So then I see this video and then I'm like watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, it's not me. I never met this guy before. But fuck, I love these videos. So I started watching like the whole thing. <laughs> That's Anyways, funny man. as hell. I that, forgot that. about that video, bro. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I thought it was funny, man. It was good. It was good times. Good energy. It brings in good energy, man. Bro, we need more shit like that. Like yeah. just like having fun. I think a lot of people forget that we also enjoy doing this shit. Like this is Correct. fun. Like going and like today, I just took the train because I'm I'm in New York. Took the train for one hour to go check out a random card shop, and just like ended up chilling there for six hours, chilling, talking shit. Ordered a pizza to, with, with like three other dudes, and like I bought a few cards. But that's not even the point. Like it was just like 
the vibes of just vibes. meeting new friends, hanging out, talking about cards, under, like making jokes about like comping your cards incorrectly. Like yep. these are all little things that like I'm sure like the general public probably would think it's just stupid. But to me, like I dedicate my whole life to f- buying cards, bro. Correct. Before I hopped on this call, I was buying cards. I was out here on IG comping cards and buying stuff because that's all I do. I live, sleep, breathe buying cards that I think are good. And uh, like I called my pops like so geeked up today because someone hit my DMs with like, a Jamar Chase Cracked Ice BGS yeah. 9.5. And I was like, whoa. Like I never thought I'd be able to get to that point where I can afford something like this. You know, it's kind of a banger. Last comp is 2K. And he's like, yo, 1500 I'm like, done. Like what? And like, that's all I think. When I called like a few of my other homies who don't do cards, I'm like, bro, I just picked up like one of the coolest cards I ever got, and Jamar Chase Crack Dice and BGS Nine Five, and they're like, okay, and they're like, sure, dude. So like, where are we gonna go hang out tonight? I'm like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you, you know, you know what I what I gathered, and I think the thing that we have in common is we both love sports cards, but we lo- and we love YouTube and social media, but we love the life that sports cards and YouTube and social media has provided us. Dude, absolutely. Like this, yeah. this life is not taken for granted. Like we are living like a dream life from selling pieces of cardboard right. on a daily basis. But it's and what the craziest part about it is, it's not like it's a gun to my head. Oh, you have to sell cards. Like, no, this right. shit's fun. Like I enjoy waking up, hitting IG, hitting like a hidden Discord, and just going hard, flipping. Like it's like a rush during the negotiations to get a good deal on something or like say a deal is starting to slip away you feel it about to die and then you pull some cards out you add some things on your end to make it happen and then you close it and then when it finally arrives in the mail and you're like wow bro like i remember how hard it was to close that deal that's a sick feeling like that's the rush the rush is not even the money to be honest the the rush comes from the fun of am i good at sales Am I good at talking to people? And then you're like, whoa. And then at the end of the day, of course, the money is great. It's like a little icing on the cake. You're like, yo, this was fantastic. Like with like with Tommy. Oh, this is a great thing I want to bring up real quick. Tommy Norcal, first yep. time I met him was the very first show I went to during the channel. It was at Concord in California. I took a flight up mm-hmm. there from Vegas. Didn't know shit. I just wanted to make some content. I go up to Tommy expecting the shit to be 80%. But I got no type of relationships with anyone right. here. I don't know anyone. I'm going up, oh, I got to get this for 80 and getting shut down. I'm like thinking, damn, <laughs> this sucks. And then we start bullshitting, hanging out, you know, become homies, sip some beers. You know, it was a good time. And just like that, oh, you're the homie, 80%. That's just how it goes, bro. Right, like. Right. People think like you can just stroll on in, demand 70, 60% mm. because they've seen it on YouTube. It's like, bro, you, I have to like you first. Correct. Correct. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> I, I had this conversation yesterday and I was trying to uh, – I'm mad I didn't get it on camera, but it was at a, a vlog that I'm dropping. I was like, I was like, brother, like let's close it. We're like $50 apart. I'm like, brother, let's close this deal, man. Like I spent X amount on cards and singles right here. Like, let's build this bridge. I'm the bridge you want to build. Like, let's go. Like, you know what I mean? Just showing mm-hmm. them that 
I'm not the guy that's going to come in here and just buy one time. I'm the guy that's going to come here mm-hmm. when you see me at every show. It's a guaranteed your table fees are probably going to be covered if you you know what I mean. If you want to sell to me, whatever you need to sell to me, I'm not going to trade for it. I'm going to buy it. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So just building that reputation, also like just showing that you're that type of guy that's serious. You know what I'm saying about like mm-hmm. giving somebody else revenue, generating profit for them. You know what I mean. So yeah, but yeah. How many I'm times have I texted that. you saying, "Yo, bruh, I need uh, I need some cards." Uh, what you got, and then boom, like three screenshots, three yeah, photos, yeah. that's what I got, yeah. boom. Because I'm not going to waste each other's time. We're both dealers here. We know yeah. how it goes. I'm like, yo, do you got anything you can move for under 80? And it's usually, probably not, to be honest, as we buy the same right. rate, like it doesn't make sense. And there's no hard feelings about that whatsoever. Right. Because I know And, well, and game, you got the it, audience to move it to, and as as do I. So it's just there's mm-hmm. things there's certain things we can, but like for the most part, like we worked hard to build these audiences or these these platforms where we can sell on. Like the people that you sell to, you know what I mean? Like why sell to yep. me at X amount when you can sell it to them for mm-hmm. like you said, like so hundred, you know what I mean? And and it's no hard feelings whatsoever. Correct. Like Correct. but then sometimes there are cards that yes. yeah, you're like, yo, I, I, I can move this one. I'm like, bet, give it to me. Right, like, there's that and one. Like, there's that one where you you did the deal uh, at the shop. Like, <laughs> I don't think you like you were the middleman. Like, you sold me. I think an Mbappe auto. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, I was at a shop one day and I posted and I, I just like Facetime Keen. I'm like, you want this? And like, I didn't even buy it yet. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And just shoots the bread over immediately. I'm like, oh, thanks, bro. And then he watches the vlog, sees that I never even owned it. And never, I, just, like, I don't even think you shipped it. I think the person. I didn't. I th- yeah, I think the person that, that you got it from shipped it. I literally just, well, that's I the way text, it works. And I literally told my works, homie, I'm like, yo, I told Keen, I'm like, yo, it's going to come from some dude named Mark. All right. Just, right. Don't, just don't be weird about it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and like, I never even touched the card. And like, that's right. what's I sick. It, like, there's so many ways to make money in cards, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. It's Bro, actually I don't want to take my man. I don't want to take too much of your time. I know you got a dinner to get to, but promise me we'll do a part two. I, I have so many more questions I want to ask you, and just pick your brain about so many more things. Um, can you tell pe- the people what you got going on, um, where they can find you, all that good stuff? All right, yeah, um, guys. If you want to check out the YouTube channel, it's Justin Gamble Gamble. Same thing with the IG. And if you're in LA, February 23rd, you want to go to a card show in the Hollywood Hills of hit up our IG, GG Mini Card Show or ggminicardshow.com and that, it's, it's, it's happening the weekend after Sheesh. Burbank. I'm there. I'm there. I'm going to message you. Well, thank you, Keen, for having me, bro. This is Yes, sick. sir. Like, we got to go. like, do part two. Part two for sure. Dude, you literally tell me like whenever. Like most okay. of the time at night, I'm available almost every night around this hour. Sounds good. Okay. Noted. Like, I'm not even you, kidding. Like, if you even wanted to shoot it like this week, tomorrow type, like I could probably do it. My man. Okay, I'm gonna message you for sure. Well, thank you for right. for dropping in, brother. Uh, man, keep keep doing your thing. I'm, I'm obviously a big fan, and you're 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 the guy doing his you know his work to make cards cool, and I'm I'm cheering for you, my brother. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. Appreciate it.